This call is now being recorded. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Kid Missing Radio. I'm your host, Angelina Wilson, and tonight, <coughs> excuse me, I am here with Joanne Lowitzer, the mother of Alexandria Allie Lowitzer. Allie went missing on April 26, 2010, from Spring, Texas. She was 16 years of age. Um, your daughter was last seen getting off the school bus and headed yeah. to pick up a paycheck? Yes. Uh, she had just gotten her very first job and, uh, you know, what kid isn't excited to get paid and she was just bound and determined, um, that she was going to get up to the burger barn that day. Um, she had never walked to work before. And uh, my mother was usually here at my house um, every day after school, you know, before the kids got here. And um, when Allie started her job, my mother would take her and drop her off up there. And then I would pick her up later that evening. And um, this was the one day that my mother wasn't able to be at my house. So this was the only first time that Allie had ever attempted to walk to work. Now, was she supposed to have a shift or just pick up the check? Um, she was just but um, she wanted to work. Uh, she wanted to work, but the, um, the schedule, well, I can't even say it, but they had a schedule because Allie would have to call them every day to ask them if they needed her. Uh, it was really strange. But, you know, it's a defended business. Good work ethic. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, so she called every day. And that particular day, um, I think she, I think I recall her telling me that they didn't answer the phone or something. Or he kept telling her to to, to call back later after school. Um, so I know, you know, she wanted to work. And, uh you know, so she was hoping to get get paid and work that evening. It sounds like maybe she was saving up for a car or something. Is that why she wanted all the hours she could get? <laughs> well, that is to go shopping. <laughs> um, she, <laughs> um, you know, she just turned 16 that February, and with this being her first job, um, you know, she'd been trying for a couple of months to get a job, and she finally got one. And uh, it was the agreement that she would put some money in her savings account from each check. So um, from her previously being paid, she did put some in her savings account, um, and then she was allowed to spend some of her money. So, um, you know, that was the deal when she started working. <laughs> Yep, when I started working, that was the deal, too. I had to put a certain percentage in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> when I got my first job. Um, and believe me, I guarantee you, I made a lot less than she did. <laughs> Given that my first job was 30 years ago. Because uh, I would have been 16, 30 years ago. I made $95 a week, which was a fortune, you know. <laughs> Yes, but it was back then. <laughs> it sure was. 
Yeah. It was a summer thing. Yeah. Um, now, I understand that, <clears throat> first of all, she left her phone charger, her clothes, her money <laughs> at home. Yeah. So, yet they were insistent that she ran away. You know, and her makeup and all the things that a girl just wouldn't leave. Right. Um, so that kind of makes you think something happened. Uh, I know. And, and she, it was just kind of, it just yeah. kind of makes sense that, you know, with the experience that law enforcement has, that they think those things are important, especially $40 in your wallet. Um if you're going to run away, you would need money. So. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. You you wouldn't get very far if you didn't. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, now, I understand she never made it to Burger Barn. Uh, that's the thing. Her uh, interviewed by both John and uh, by the local precinct. And everyone that was there that day say that she never showed up. So, I mean, it wasn't that far. So what do you make of that? She must have been taken in a fairly short distance, correct? That's what we think. I mean, after we've had ten and a half years now to, to think, but, um, but it just, it just makes sense that she probably didn't even make it far out of the neighborhood because um, <clears throat> we clocked how long it was, and it would only take about 18 minutes for her to walk uh, from where she got off the bus right here by the house um, and, you know, walk uh, a quarter of a mile. Um, and that's how far it was to from the bus stop to the actual door of the broken barn. And... That you know, the when you come out of the subdivision, um, I mean, the street is not you know, it's not like a four lane highway or anything, it's just two lanes. Uh, yeah, but uh, I feel it's a very you know, a, a pretty busy street. Um, yeah, you have, you have my subdivision, you have a subdivision across the street. Um, there is, um, if you keep going past my subdivision, um, there's, there's another, it's not a subdivision, there's an area of houses on large pieces of property, uh, but there's quite a few houses back there. And then there's, um, the outdoor shooting range, which is, um, you know, directly past our neighborhood. And it alone, you know, has quite a bit of traffic. You know, and then Do you have to walk by the shooting range to go to the burger barn? No, it's in the opposite direction. Oh, so okay. the, the traffic. Because I was thinking yeah. of, cause it's outdoors. I had a horrible mm-hmm. thought. What if she walked by it? A stray bullet hit her. Somebody got scared and hid hid her. Mm. Yeah, um, it's, uh... but you said it's in the opposite direction. So <laughs> yeah, that's a relief. So the, <laughs> so the traffic coming out. From uh, the outdoor shooting range, which had they would pass our division um, to get up the area. Yeah, I I lived in an area similar to that. We had a we were 
a two-lane road, but it was country. All our houses were fairly close together. Um, but the road could be very busy because you got a lot of truckers coming off the highway to come to mm-hmm. all the little stores and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it could be busy. But you also had the horses clip-clopping down the road, leaving their giant <laughs> presence in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it could be a big rig or a horse. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I get what you're saying. It's not a highway, but the state calls it a state highway, and they plow it so, oh. <laughs> instead of the town. Now, when did you first begin to worry? Because you thought she might be working. So initially you weren't worried. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I was always worried. You know, it, it took her a lot of begging for me to even get the okay to walk. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, you know, after the, the begging and, you know, the text messages and the phone calls, you know, uh, after her assuring that she would be okay, you know, that's you know, that's when yeah. I gave in, and um, and, and that was just before three o'clock. So I work until five every day. Back then, I did, and um, <clears throat> I typically get home around five thirty, and you know, usually when I get home from work, she's there. So she wasn't there that day. So in my mind, I assumed that she was at the burger barn. So I sent her a text message, uh, something around, you know, saying that, oh, you must be you're working. Um, you know, text me when I need to come pick you up. And, you know, so I started doing stuff around the house, you know, cooking dinner and whatnot. And uh, usually... Um, Allie responds immediately, and yeah. an hour an hour went by, and I didn't hear anything from her. So that's for me. That's when the red flag went up. So I sent her another text, and you know, I was like, "Let me know when I need to pick you up." And uh, there was still no response. So you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, well. Maybe she is working. They won't let her on her phone, or maybe her phone, uh, maybe the battery died. You know, all kinds of things is the, the reason why she wasn't answering me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, you didn't think to go down there? Um, not at six or seven o'clock. Um, well, I'm not judging you, know, you. I just mm-hmm. know how my parents would have been. <laughs> they would have been yeah. there. <laughs> but every yeah. parent is different in how they mm-hmm. – every parent knows their own child, you know. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. was not the type of kid. I wasn't very street smart. I wasn't very – you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So well, my parents would have worried probably quicker. Yeah. Well, I I, I was worried, but I was trying to, to give her the benefit of a doubt, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it ended up being the worst mistake of my entire life. It wasn't a mistake. You knew your daughter. Yeah. You know, and you did what was 
to you right for your daughter. Yeah. It may not have been right for someone else's daughter, but it was right for your daughter. Yeah. So don't beat yourself yeah. up too much. All I was saying was I know my parents and my, my mother tends to be a worry wart, so they'd have yeah. been down there so fast it wouldn't have been funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so. like, you know, I trusted her. You know, she always yeah. did. She said she was going to do. <clears throat> there was no reason yeah. for her to do anything else. So Right. Oh, they trusted yeah. me. They just didn't trust anybody else. <laughs> uh, partly because, and I'm looking for, I don't see her um, height and weight here, but I'm only four foot eight, <laughs> and I didn't weigh 100 pounds. So my parents had a little more to worry about. <laughs> um, now, she texted a lot, as I understand it, and then silence. That had to yeah. be a Big red flag. Absolutely. You know, once yeah. she realized she hadn't made it, and then she wasn't texting anybody. Right. Now, you know that yeah. that was one of the that was one of the red flags for me when she didn't text back immediately. You know. Yeah. But it does make sense, like you said that they wouldn't want her to have her phone trying to waitress and having her phone. I'm sure that would be irritating to them. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Now, initial. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Initially, there was no missing persons case. They didn't, they wouldn't take it or what happened? Well, when, when the uh, local law enforcement first came out to the house that evening, um, no, she did not make a report. Um, she was uh, totally ridiculous. Um, you know, if if I would have known then what I know now, I would not have let that let her leave. You know, until she made a report. Um, and uh, you know, the, everyone says you know the first twenty four hours you know are the most yeah. important. And absolutely true. And I feel that if they would have taken this seriously. The, the night that she was missing, I think that we would have Allie home. Yeah, there's a really good possibility of it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Now, a neighbor boy said that he did see her go toward the direction of the Burger Barn, correct? Correct. Um, Allie, because our neighborhood is, um, there's one street that goes around the entire neighborhood, and that's the route that the bus takes. It just stops at, you know, the different intersections. So um, at our bus stop, there were uh, uh, two of Allie's friends that would also get off at the same stop. And uh, they're the ones that had verified that Allie did get off the bus. Um, and that they didn't walk, you know, the direction of the houses when, when they did. Hmm. Yeah, because it says... Her cell phone tracking plan that you looked at, you have some sort of tracking thing, um, mm -hmm. or, the, or the phone company that you used, showed mm -hmm. that she vanished just outside the neighborhood. Does mm -hmm. that mean right at the end of your street, or? Well, there is a, there is a cell phone tower that's right at the, uh, the entrance of our subdivision. And so that, you know, that would be the tower that it would ping at. 
So even like me right here now, you know, it would ping me at the same tower. So right. but that was that was the last cell phone ping was right here by the neighborhood. Ah, yeah, you know, in watching and, and guys, I do recommend that you go and find it. You can find it online. You can find it on Hulu. The disappeared about Allie. Um, that you and your husband did way more than police did for a long time. And we still are. Yeah. <laughs> and the police seem to focus on your son, Mason, which is, I thought, <laughs> they again, on all of yeah. <laughs> staying my head against the wall. That poor kid. Yeah. It was, it was very frustrating when, cause the, we rattled so many cages, you know, cause we don't live in the city of Houston, so our law enforcement is a precinct. <clears throat> and, um, it started out, you know, where the precinct was helping us and then they handed it off to the Harris County Runaway Division. And when things kind of slowed down with them, you know, we, you know, we wanted more done. So they passed it off to Harris County Homicide, which we, we were, you know, this is great. You know, they're going to have more resources. Um, they're really going to be able to do something. And that's when they turned around and started looking at the family. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You're wasting time. And you know, they started the investigation from square one, and they had to rule the family out first. Um, and unfortunately, I did not know that back then. Uh, it made me very angry and upset, you know, with all, all of the questions that they were asking us. Um, and it was, wasn't until after I went through a polygraph sex, session and took DNA, that, you know, I, it, I kind of snapped, and I'm like, well, they're looking at us. Um, and then, you know, that's when I started asking questions. And one of the detectives who was about to retire, and he said, yeah, he says, we always have to rule the family out first. And I'm like, that's <laughs> terrible. why the hell didn't you tell us this a week ago? You know, we yeah. could be so much further along, you know, when they took over the case. Um but they, they interrogated John and Mason. Um, they polygraphed us. Um, they polygraphed the owner of the Burger Barn. Um, they went and talked to uh, Brandon Laverne. He was in prison in, in uh, Angola, Louisiana. Um, Ooh. Yeah, because he, he had... Um, That's a lot of prison. Yeah, he had murdered uh <clears throat> Lisa Shuna and uh Lisa I can't remember Lisa's last name, but um but he was he had a uh, sister that uh lived not too far from where we live and there were reports that he was in town at the time and Oh, that must uh, be terrifying. It was it was definitely something um it, it was very stressful you know hearing about this information and not being able to do anything about it myself you know um 
And, uh, you know, this, this was almost, uh, I think it was like six months after Allie went missing is when, you know, they found his burnt, his burnt truck and Mickey went missing and, you know, all that stuff in, uh, in Lafayette. And, um, it was a very, very stressful time, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway. No, you, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, it's all right. I just, um, you had said <coughs> that your police department is a precinct of, um, Houston. So Spring doesn't have its own police department or is Spring part of Houston? No, uh, Spring, we do not have our own police department. Um, so it's a county, uh, it's a, a precinct oh. of the county, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Harris County is the largest county in Texas. Um, yeah, it's one of the largest counties in the entire country. Yeah. So they have it, you know, downtown like Houston, the city of Houston is, is separate. They have their own police chief and, you know, all that good stuff. And um, so as everybody that's out of the city, it, we're divided up into the precincts. Oh, so none of the towns have their own. That's interesting. <laughs> well, around here, all the towns have their own. Um, and the sheriff's department only comes in to apply for certain things. Um, oh. Now, see, the biggest thing they do is the county jail. Um, <laughs> and they they serve you if you're getting sued for a bill or something. Um, no. There was a girl, uh, well, before I get to that, Allie texted a boy named Jay from school, and I know they looked at him and ruled him out. And then there was mm-hmm. a girl seen, seen talking to someone in the in a white truck on the road mm-hmm. to Bar- Burger Barn, and that's where Brandon comes in. So the road that the witness um says that they saw this white truck it was not on the road that Allie would have taken um oh. it's yeah it's on see that's one of the one of the reports you know out there that's not really you know correct um huh. so my if you think of my subdivision as a square uh with only two outside roads so and, mm-hmm. and each each of those outside roads has an uh, an entrance so uh the in, we live really close to one of the entrances um that Allie would have taken to go to the burger barn and the other entrance would have been at, not at the opposite end of the neighborhood but uh like on the on the other corner um mm-hmm. and that would lead uh to a street called Cypress Wood. And Cypress Wood is a four lane uh road. <clears throat> uh, there were no sidewalks at the time and um it it would not have been uh Allie wouldn't have gone that way to walk to the No. It doesn't sound like it would have been the safest route to take. Right. Um, yeah, I'm picturing, because we have a lot of 
subdivisions here in our town. It's mm-hmm. growing like crazy. The town I live in now, where I live, we we have a square like you're talking about. We have our street, and then mm-hmm. you can get to Main Street from about four different little streets off of our street. Mm-hmm. And come right back around to our street. You know, like you said, in a square. So I was picturing what you were saying as it relates to my street. So I I could picture it in my head, what you were saying. It Uh all leads back to the same place. Yeah. Some are better to take than others, you know, in in terms of ease, safety, and all. Well, well, we're totally safe here, but... Well, for Ali, for Ali, it would have been the length because it was, you know, it would have taken her longer to walk there. Right. So it would have to walk to uh, another end of our subdivision on the inside to even get to that uh, other entrance. Yeah. So that that makes no sense. Yeah. Now she texted a a boy named Jay. Mm-hmm. But they checked him out, as I understand, and he. Uh, was ruled out. He was. Um, he says that Allie had texted him uh, asking if he wanted to come over later. Um, and you know, and unfortunately, with AT and T, they don't back up any of the data um, on cell phones. So oh, that's thanks. Yeah, there's no way for us to find out what the contents of the text messages were. Um, and he was, I think he was the only friend of Allie's that already was old enough to drive and have his license. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's why we were really interested in him. So we know that there was one other time that um, he came by and picked her up for school, you know, and they went to school and um, they hung out after school a few times. He was over here at the house, but, um you know, that's why we looked at him, you know, because he was the last one to hear from her. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And also, you had said that if she had friends and stuff, she always had them at your house. Yes. Yeah, typically. Now, her phone was shut off 10 minutes after she got off the bus. That's not normal for her, is it, to shut her phone off? No, no, not at all. <clears throat> no, she was constantly on her phone um, during school, before school, after school, after she went to bed. Yeah. You know, um, typical yeah. teenager. And that was her very first cell phone. She used to be to her for Christmas. Um, and, you know, after her... You know, begging, everybody has a cell phone. I'm the only one that don't have one, you know, type of deal. Um, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't want the extra bill, but, <laughs> you know. Was I, it an I iPhone? It. it was not. Um, back then, oh. the, back then, it was a smartphone. Ah. So, Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just got my first iPhone, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They had phones back then where um, you could access the Internet, and um, I think the the word apps 
was pretty new. Back then, I didn't know what an app was. Um, <laughs> but, you know, with her with her cell phone plan and me, you know, not having a whole lot of money to, you know, uh, to pay for it, um, our agreement was that she would not, you know, click on Safari to go through the Internet because it would charge me something like $2 per minute or something. Ouch. Um, yeah. So I could see, you know, on when I would log into my cell phone account, um, I could see every time it, the Internet was accessed from either my phone or her phone or her brother's phone. And so that was one of our rules that nobody got on the Internet from their phones, you know, because back then, you know, there was a Wi-Fi um, that was all data, it was all streaming data. Right. Now they have unlimited data. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so only been, your husband you know, didn't have, mm, yeah, it's been 10 ahead. years. Yeah. I was going to say, your husband didn't have one? Uh, we were not living together at the time. Um, so he oh. had his own, he had his own cell phone plan. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Now, I found it odd, but I know that you have hired two different PIs. Most mm-hmm. people know, but the, for those who don't, a PI is a private investigator. Um, and a woman in Columbus, Ohio, says she saw Allie at a church function. Mm-hmm. Is a problem with that was if she's being held in this brothel for underage girls as your second PI thought, <laughs> why would they take her to a church function? Well, the, she, the, oh, the, go ahead. the church, uh, they do a lot of uh, community outreach. And, oh. um, yeah, so it was a day where um, they reached out to the homeless community or, you know, the low-income community, and they offered, um, you know, shaves and haircuts to the men, um, manicures for the girls, you know, they'd give the kids toys Aww. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, I, I ended up being contacted by this lady randomly and, you know, she said there was just something off about this girl, you know, when I was painting her nails and, um, you know, it bothered her so much that she decided to do some internet research. And uh, she came across Allie's picture, and uh, she was just fully convinced that it was my Allie. And, um, you know, so uh, um, a lot of time went by and a couple of trips went by. You know, we did the show Last Seen Alive. Um, you know, they and disappeared. Did yeah, and, uh, you know, they, they did end up, uh, arresting this girl, and she did go by the name Allie, but she looked nothing like my Allie. Ah. Yeah, she didn't so even have, think... yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna no, say ahead. she didn't even have the same color eyes. Oh. Yeah. It was very frustrating. Is this the same person that the undercover cop and the prostitute <clears throat> recognized as alley cats? 
Um, it's it's hard to say um, because the the private investigator, you know, she had never met Allie before, and mm-hmm. when she when she describes what she saw, you know, she was walking through a hallway um, in a trap house, and you know, it's when you walk down yeah. a long hallway and there's no doors um on the on the hinges to bedrooms it's just a sheet um mm-hmm. and she said that she had glanced over into a room and there was a there was a um um a mattress on the floor you know with the girl sitting there and she said at the time you know that it looked like it could be Alan you know the girl had the you know uh same features but um you know by the time uh <clears throat> by the time that you know I think it was a month that had passed by the time that they did a raid on that house, you know that same girl was not yeah. there no they but they rescued eight other girls they did, yes, now Ellie's prints have been run, and nothing, so you'd think mm-hmm. after all this time, if she was on the streets, you know. Mm-hmm selling what she has, so to speak, that she would have been picked up at one time or another and her fingerprints would get a hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you would think that. I I wish that Amber, the PI, could have gotten a picture of her or gotten to talk to her the first time she was there, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, that when you go into a trap house and you're uh, posing as you know, somebody wanting to buy a prostitute, you're not allowed to bring any guns, um, any cell phones that I think they actually they take your cell phone at the door. Um, okay. So there was nothing that Amber had to be able to do any oh. of that. Oh. Yeah. Is she still working on it? When we have stuff that comes in, yeah, she'll she'll check it out. Um, most of the time I can take care of it though. Um, you know, we have, I continue to get, you know, pictures that are emailed to us and, um, you know, ask if it's Allie, you know, and most of them are pictures of girls selling their bodies on the internet, unfortunately. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Especially the young girls, because you know they're forced, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I hear that we have another guest, your dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's okay. What's, what's her name, or his name? Um, his name is Churro. Oh, after the dessert. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, now, Interestingly, and I found this interesting, one of Allie's marks is she has a chicken pox scar right between her eyes. That should be fairly obvious. Um, Now, if you have any information, you can call the Harris County Sheriff at 1-713-277-9100. People, I, people can also, oh, people yeah, can also call Crime Stoppers, 
because, you know, when you call Crime Stoppers, you can remain anonymous. Right. I didn't have that number. I just it's had that It's 713-222-TIPS. And um, on my website, um, alexandrialowitzer.com, people can also email me there as well. That's how I found you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so I'll put that link and both of these numbers in the description when I put up the show after we're done so people can call them if they want to. Um, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I know some of this stuff was hard. And and I certainly hope, oh, uh, before I go, the DNA is in CODIS, right? It is, yes, finally. Okay. Yeah, it took a couple of years, but, yeah, we forced um, Harris County Homicide to put that in SOTUS. Good. And yeah. just so people know a little bit about her, she was a Girl Scout, and mm-hmm. she sang in the school choir. Um, recently, a bench was dedicated to Allie. Yes, uh, we had that dedicated to her, and it uh, they set it up at the where she would play softball. Now, I saw on the TV that there was a billboard for Allie. Where is that billboard? Um, it was a digital billboard. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, you know, the, the, big, the big permanent billboards are, um, you know, pretty pricey. Um, but with the, the help of Texas Center for the Missing, um, periodically throughout the year, um, they, well, every month, actually, they choose a, a different missing person. Um, and they usually run alley uh, around the, the date she went missing in April. Cool. Yeah. I so didn't realize it was a, digital. It didn't look yeah. digital. Yeah, it's digital. <laughs> so they'll, um, what they do is they donate that air time. Um, and like every 10 or 12 ads, then they'll put in a missing person. That's really cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this was a little girl that had dreams of going to art school. She did. Um, her, um, art teacher, um, the summer before, uh, no, not the summer, uh, the, at the beginning of the school year, um, had given Allie some handouts, um, about a, uh, art, um, art class at a college that Allie was, uh, eligible to go to. I guess it was something special they did for high school kids. Um, yeah. so we, we were looking at that and Allie had braces on, so, um, after school was out for the year, she was looking forward to getting her braces off. And, and what grade was she in? She was in tenth grade. Oh, okay. Mhm, mhm. And uh, and she was looking forward to driver's education that summer as well. Yeah, because she was old enough to have a permit. Mhm. I was. I never got a driver's license yeah. myself. Oh. I never had a driver's license. Oh. I have no. I I 
couldn't pass the eye test. Oh. <laughs> so. But that's why I'm always like, I was always like to my friends, you can get it. Get it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was always a big advocate of if you can do it, do it. So. Absolutely. <laughs> I guess when you can't do something and you see others not trying to do it, who can do it, it's irritating. So that's why I was like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to thank you so much. This is actually a really nice conversation. I know some of the things that I asked you may have been difficult, and I apologize, but it's important. And as I told you before we went on the air, I wanted this to be about her. I wanted people to know about her. That's why I wrote down the things about art school and about her extracurricular activities because I thought it was important. People want to help when they feel invested. Right. So I try to make people feel invested in my cases. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was so much. You're very welcome. And it was was having about wonderful weekend. Okay. Thank you. And I will um, email you the link as soon as I put it up. Okay. And um, thank everybody for listening. God bless you. And remember, hashtag MascotMA. That's where I live, Massachusetts. Okay. <laughs> Good night. Thank you. You're welcome. Goodbye. Bye.